We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my darling. Thank you for being with us here today on Journey to Center. I'm so honored by your energetic presence in my life. So if you've hung out with me before at all, I'm sure you've heard me share the saying, first God throws pebbles, then stones, then bricks, and then you get a brick wall. And this doesn't happen because we're not loved. It happens because we are loved. Sometimes it seems we need to be shaken up to be awakened up. So the benefit and bonus of life getting really challenging is that we surrender, we fall to our knees, and then we can be guided in a different direction. I thank God for the brick walls of my past because they've ushered me into a life of learning, transformation, and today, a life of happiness and profound love. Today, I'm going to talk about how our breakdowns can be the beginning of breakthroughs and how we can use our own challenges to learn, grow, course correct, and ultimately relax into the space and place of peace happiness, joy, and self-love. And here to have this conversation is my self-love and happiness expert, Sherry Elise. Sherry is a motivational speaker, self-love coach, and best-selling author of Love Yourself Happy. Sherry is also the co-founder of The Wellness Universe, which is a community of holistic practitioners, coaches, and thought leaders who are positively impacting the world to help create happy, healthy, and whole people. The Wellness Universe has a collective reach and following of over 10 million people. Sherry leads this community with passion, integrity, and a deep commitment to each member to help them strive to be their best. Her commitment to inspire others is motivated by her own journey through childhood sexual abuse and other childhood traumas. Sherry spent her life learning how to love herself fully and completely and now helps other people discover their joy by reconnecting them back to themselves through the practice of self-love. So Sherry, thanks for saying yes to a second interview here with me on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. Thank you for having me again. It's a pleasure as always to be connected with you. Yes, it is. And I'm so happy that our friends are hanging out with us and, and opening their minds and hearts to hearing your wisdom and truth and story. And your story is, it was started pretty rough. I mean, you really had some challenges as a very young girl that set you up for some um, difficulties later in life. And um, I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about your past, um, how this book came into being and, and um, just how you've gotten to where you are. Hmm. That's a big journey. It sure. It's a big <laughs> question. We have a half an yeah. hour and the floor is yours. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, it, it's interesting because as, as I've gotten older, I, I've seen the connection of everything, of course, and how, as you mentioned, all of our challenges can be turned into opportunities. But of course, as a young girl, you don't see this, you don't know it. And at seven years old, um, I was left in the hands of a stranger uh, through a friend's, through a family friend's friend. And I was sexually molested at seven years old. And that completely changed my world. Um, I didn't understand it at the time. Nobody was talking about it at the time. It was 1981, which totally aged myself. I'm fine with it. Um, but you know, Oprah, as I always say, wasn't talking about sexual abuse. So no one really understood what to do, what to say. I was super blessed, super blessed to have a family that believed me, 
because not everybody gets that. And as I shared what happened, um, my mother immediately called the police. And long story short, we had to go and identify the guy the following weekend at the beach. And um, I took him to court and I stood up and testified. Um, and I always say at seven, because this idea of and, and the memories that I remember of standing or sitting on the witness stand and having to point him out in the courtroom, saying my address aloud thinking that he was going to remember it. And when he got out, come after me and kill me. I mean, it was Mm. a traumatic experience on many levels. Yeah. But the thing is, is that nobody ever asked me how I felt about it. Mm. Immediately after that experience, my family, as loving as they are, you know, were telling me how strong I was and how brave I was. They had found out that he had done this to other girls. So I became, you know, this hero and very courageous. But of course, I didn't feel any of that at the time. I didn't feel strong. I didn't feel brave. I didn't feel courageous. All I knew is that I just felt badly, but I didn't have words to put to it. I didn't understand it. And so I basically just went through life um, not really tapping into feelings. Anytime anything hard came up, I just powered through it because I right. was a brave, courageous, and strong girl, and then a woman. Mm. And it I, wasn't, uh, go ahead, sorry. No, I'm just really relating. I mean, I didn't have that kind of experience that you did, but I feel like my own traumas, and, and I'm wondering if this is how you experienced it, kind of numbed me out. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that and that is what I believe is how we all and I talk about it in the book, though, the how we all separate from ourselves, disconnect from because our feelings. We, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And ultimately, I just feel our younger selves, because at that time, because my feelings weren't validated and honored and what I had learned subconsciously was that um what I felt not only wasn't valid or anything, but also that vulnerability and that openness and that joy that we're born with as children, it got damaged, it got hurt. And so I learned to close off. I learned that by keeping that space open, that I would be unsafe. Yes. And so not only did I disconnect from her, from my younger self, but I left her behind and I went through life again not feeling, or if I did have yes. feelings, all I would do is numb them. And for me, my numbing mechanism of choice was food. Yes. And then when the food wouldn't work, then it was like the partying. And then it was the men, it was the unhealthy relationship. It was anything that would numb me out from feeling. Mm. Yes. So yeah. it's sort of like um, we distract ourselves almost as a protection mechanism so that we don't have to feel our feelings because it's so painful. Um, Absolutely. Because I think that as soon as we begin to even tap into those feelings, then all the deep stuff comes up. And subconsciously, you know, we're just trying to protect ourselves, you know, like, why would I want to feel that stuff? And especially for me, like I had discovered, or I felt like, you know what, I already dealt with this, you know, I put I put the guy in jail, like, this is done, we power through, we move on, like, I'm not a victim, I'm strong, you know, but I never gave myself that space. And so many of us don't to actually just feel your feelings. I'm and really relating. Yes. Life. And yeah. I see this in so many people and it's almost like they have this facade of strength or this false mask 
which I know I've worn much of my life until life got so horrible. I was definitely brought to my knees through the brick wall. And you say, Mm -hmm. if we don't listen to the whispers, catastrophe is going to hit. But sometimes it seems to be that's what it takes. Absolutely, because it's easy to ignore the whispers, but it's really hard to ignore, you know, the brick wall or the two by four upside the head. And for me, that came to a head. Yeah, literally was through physical illness, which is what happens to so many people. It's some sort of breakdown in your life where you're really knocked to your knees. And that's where, you know, our defenses are dropped. We have no more ego. We have nowhere else to turn. It's desperation. And you finally listen. That is so true. It's like it can be like a, a shattering of the ego. And I say all the time, as I as I look back on the brick walls of my life, it's like I'll say my ego is devastated, but my soul celebrated because it's sort of like, okay, mm. now the work can begin. Now the healing can begin. And you have a yeah. chapter about this. Like we have to be willing to face our um, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's the toughest part for any of us because that's what we're running from the majority of our lives is that painful stuff are those wounds because of course they hurt too much. And of course we don't want to face them, but we never outrun them. You know, they show up in every aspect of our lives, just usually dressed as somebody different, you know, Uh, And, and it's not until we're willing to turn around and really look at it in the eyes that number one, we actually do realize that we've made it a lot worse in our minds. Not that it doesn't hurt, but the sitting in and the crying and, you know, the working through it. The beautiful thing about that is that you're walking through it and you get out the other side. And so while it might be painful while you're in it, there is an out. Whereas if you're running from it, you're always going to be running from it and it's always going to show up. You're so right about this. It's like, I think the only way to get free is to go through it. Yeah. And it's tough, but I'm telling you, like, and you know this, when you sit in that space with yourself, especially when you gifted yourself stillness and you understand that there is higher power, whatever you want to call it, that supports you, you know that you can move through it and you always have been able to but it's about the stopping and the acknowledging and then the loving. Mm, So true. Again, I'm taking that deep breath as you're speaking, Sherry, because it resonates so deeply as um, just truth with a capital T. So something I've found to be extraordinarily helpful, and I'm wondering if you did this with through your process um, is to be able to just look back at those memories of when we were young and we experienced that hurt and that heartbreak and be able to just, look at that little one inside of us, that younger girl or younger boy and have compassion for what they had to walk through to be gentle with that younger version of ourselves, to be kind, to ask them how they're feeling. That is my daily practice, actually. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It is. Strangely enough. (laughs) I thought we might be able to have another thing here in common and another area where we can relate. Such an important piece of the puzzle. Yes. So I I share this in my book, so I don't want to go into all of the detail, but um, it's probably about 10 years now or so uh, where I was led to Sedona, Arizona. I had had this major breakdown on my way to work. I was in my shower and for the first time I was able to feel what that day was like, what 
the guy's hands felt on all of it. I mean, I felt it. It was the first time I wasn't numb to it. And I didn't know what to do except that I had to go somewhere. And Sedona popped up on this pop-up ad on my computer. And I didn't know anything about Sedona except that there was supposed to be some healing stuff there. And so basically I took off on my own. I left work. I called them and I said I couldn't be in for a few days. And if anyone knows anything about Sedona, there's these amazing vortexes, these healing energy, they all do their own thing. And long story short, on my last day as I was heading out, having not experienced what, like, what all my expectations were and what was going to happen there, um, I went to this last vortex just to be able to take in the view. And as I turned around, I saw my seven-year-old self sitting there in my camp shorts with my white knee-high blue striped socks and I know and I always say I know this sounds crazy but as real as I'm talking to you this happened and she just looked up at me and she said it took you long enough mm-hmm. and we sat there and had this conversation for with me what felt like hours but I'm certain was just a couple of minutes and it was this idea or this feeling that I told her that I could no longer protect her anymore, that I couldn't stuff down food anymore to try to keep her safe, that I had to finally be free from her. And we said our goodbyes. And as I took off back to drive back to Los Angeles, I could not shake this idea that there was still something that wasn't quite right. And it wasn't until again, a few years later after that, that I took off on this crazy adventure to Italy where I discovered that, I wasn't supposed to actually leave her on that mountaintop. I was supposed to love her. Mm. And when you talk about this idea of being compassionate and kind with ourselves, what I uncovered is that all she ever needed from me was number one, to allow her to express how she felt. Yes. And two, all she ever needed was a hug. Mm. And so my daily practice every single day is two hugs a day. I wrap my arms around myself and I just hold myself and ask myself, what do I need? How can I love you today? How can I support you? And that's the work that she needed then. And that's what I give her now. And it's so interesting to hear you say this because I've had my own experience in this regard. It's sort of like, I think we heal and we become spiritual adults when we give to that young one inside of us what they needed, that they didn't get at that time. Mm-hmm. So like you said, your parents were wonderful and they were great and they were your advocates, but what you needed was for somebody to ask you how you were feeling. And then you eventually yeah. got to that place where you asked your inner child what she was feeling. And that was such, it sounds like from my perspective, from what you're sharing, that was such an important and significant piece of your healing puzzle. It's, it's, it's the biggest, it's the biggest yeah. because Yeah. I mean, because I wasn't given that space because nobody knew to ask that, you know, nobody was perfect. They just wanted to encourage me, you know, that they're the strong family and you can, you know, all of that. So this idea of just sitting with my own feelings and knowing that I'm valuable enough to be able to be listened to and to share them and then to love myself through them like that has been the game changer, the life changer, the the everything for me. And uh, I think that's what most of us need though. 
I, I think all of us need to sit with that younger part of ourselves because we're all holding on to something, you know, yes. we are all holding on to what's so interesting is that we're all holding on to something that generally somebody has said or done to us that if you went and spoke to them and talked to them about it, they wouldn't even remember ever saying it. Right. <laughs> right. right. You know, but it holds this importance in our hearts and that's the stuff that we got to work through and heal and, and sit with. So right. Because I think all of us experience some sort of disillusionment or drama or trauma in a lot of forms and fashions. It doesn't have to be as, um, horrifying is what you've walked through. Um, mm -hmm. that we all experience our own hurts and heartbreaks in our own ways. And to be able to go back to that, that little one or that young one of those memories and apply our current love and compassion. I think that's how we start to heal up from the inside out. It's how we become more um, centered, solid and more whole. Absolutely. And it's so important what you said, you know, trauma and all of these, are, it doesn't always have to be these big you know, things. I mean, there's so many things that happen to us or something that just somebody said in passing, but that just, you know, validates some other thought we had about ourselves, you know? So there's all different ways that we have been in one way or another betrayed or let down, disappointed, not feeling good enough. And so this idea of going back to that time and place and being able to gift yourself and give yourself what it is or what you needed to hear what you just needed someone to say is so important on our healing journey. Oh, I just, I just can't even agree more. <laughs> so you write really, really beautiful in your book. So this is a quote of yours. So don't forget to love the places within you that have been forgotten. Don't forget to awaken the spaces within you that you've allowed to fall asleep. Don't forget to greet the parts of you that you've turned away from because it hurt too much to look at them. And don't forget that all the cracks and crevices, wounds and holes deserve your love. Remember that you were whole and that all of you needs to be loved. You are a beautiful soul worthy of your love and you beautiful soul deserve a life that you love. Go forth one and love yourself blissfully, crazily, and ridiculously happy. As a matter of fact, go ahead and love yourself through it all. That's nice. <laughs> Thank you. I, it's, uh, I'm emotional right now. Um, that's it. You know, that, that's, Simply it, allow yourself to just show up in each moment and to love yourself in each moment, whatever that moment looks like. As I've said before, you know, whatever emotion that you're feeling, it's okay. They're all just, they're all gifts to us just to be able to reflect back to us the ways and the places that we just need to love more. That's it. That's it. You know, my teachers would That's say, it. it really is. Uh, my teachers put it very succinctly when they said the purpose of life, the purpose of your life, and I'm all ears because I want to know what the hell the purpose is here, <laughs> is to love yourself no matter what, to love yourself unconditionally. I'm like, really? That's it? And it's just like what you're saying here. It That's that's what this is, to learn to love ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves so that we can receive the love that God has for us. That's how we live a softer, more gentle, more loving, more joyful, more happy life. That's it. God wants it. us to love, love ourselves the way that he loves us. You know, like to see the beauty that he does, the magnificence, the joy, the light, all of it, to be able to walk in that, to be able to reflect it, to be able to like 
it and cuddle with ourselves in it. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's who we are and it's what we deserve. And it's so weird because it seems so complex and bizarre when I was disconnected and hurting. And now it seems so clear and simple. <laughs> it seems so just like, well, it's like what you'd said, I think, on our last show. Well, duh. You know, it's like, yeah. Duh. <laughs> right. But it's hard because when you're when you're taught that it's about, you know, pleasing others. And, and, and I said it on the last show, too, and making others happy and like, learning how to, you know, impress your teachers and your friends and your parents and to fall in line and to do what everybody else wants you to do and the ways that they've been taught how we need to show up. It's hard to see that just the way that you are is perfect. That you don't have to be follow suit as everybody else. And so we don't learn that, you know? And so we go through life chasing all of that and trying to impress and and being what everybody else needs us to be. And then wondering why we feel out of alignment and why things don't feel quite right because we're not walking in the truth of who we are. Yeah. You know, in school, it's like, there's a lot of comparing and competing with sports and grades and all this stuff. And it's like uh, to have that revelation or realization that there is no comparison. There is no competition. You occupy a place and space in the world that is U shaped and nobody else can fit into that and to me it's just been about relaxing and settling in to me and and often asking myself how I feel and what is my truth in this moment not trying to be or prove or do or contort Mm -hmm. but to ask more open-ended questions within myself so that that deeper truth be it from my inner child or from my soul or whatever can reveal itself and that has made this journey um quite a lovely, um, I think cosmic love affair is how I like to describe it. It's my life has become a love affair. I love that. I love that so much. Oh, it's a lot more fun from this um, posture. A lot. Yes, absolutely. And you know, what's so interesting is the reason why, you know, and and again, I'm not like bad mouthing the teachers or like our religious leaders or our parents or anything like that. But it's this idea that if we all understood what self-love looked like and practiced that, then we no longer have expectations of other people to show up in a certain way to make us feel a certain way. Our and happiness happens from the inside out. Oh my gosh, I'm getting right. happiness from the inside yeah. out, right? Yes. And the, yes. And then you're able to just bathe in the uniqueness and beauty of others without needing them to be a certain way. And then we don't have to try to align everybody to be just the way we need them to be in order to make us feel a certain way. And so everybody gives everybody else the freedom to just be. Uh, That's the beautiful world we get to live in. And it really is about living from that place of overflow and abundance. We're not in deficit deficit trying to get anything from the outside in we're living from this place of um generosity of spirit and comfort and peace within and you've probably had this experience as well but people say when i'm around you i just feel relaxed like i can be myself and i think that's the biggest compliment in the world and it's because i'm very relaxed and comfortable inside of my skin and i know you are as well sherry yeah, it's 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 a beautiful place to be able to give people the freedom to be themselves. Uh, and I think everyone, if we're able to do that, then every then we just live in a more peaceful and joy-filled world because nobody's mm-hmm. trying to prove anything to anybody else. 
Ah, being the change we want to see. Yeah, we're being the change we want to see. Yeah, and as we're comfortable and confident and humble and peaceful and joyful and unconditionally loving inside of ourselves, I think that's how we heal and change the world from the inside out. For sure. And showing up in our imperfections. And that's the one thing that I do as a speaker on stage, as a coach, as the co-founder of my community, is that I talk about the real stuff. I talk about the challenges. I talk about my fears still and my insecurities. Because when we're able to show up in that way, it makes other people feel less alone and that their vulnerability is okay and beautiful. Authenticity is a beautiful thing. So, Cheryl, yes. we have like a minute left. Where can people find out more about you? Grab a copy of your book. Find out about your wellness universe. How can they connect with you? Yes, so they can connect with me on my personal website, which is SherryElise.com. You can find me all over social media at Sherry Elise. You can go check out TheWellnessUniverse.com to not only connect with me, but thousands of our wellness practitioners. And then, of course, you can find Love Yourself Happy on Amazon. And give her a positive review because it's a great book. And I'm going to because I enjoyed it so much. You're such a gift. You're such a blessing. You're such a joy. And I'm so grateful you said yes to these conversations with us here today on Empower Radio. I love you. Thank you so much for doing the work that you do. Oh, wow. Very mutual. We've done some similar work. (laughs) So to my friends, thank you for hanging out with us. You are a a true blessing in my life. I love having these conscious conversations, but what makes it even more fulfilling is to know that you're part of this energy as well. And so your thoughts, your ideas, your opinions, your feelings matter. I'd love to hear from you. So just be in touch with me at TammyBPhD.com. That's spelled with an I. Download my free guided meditation. Fill out the comment box. If you have questions, show ideas, just be in touch because this is about relationship. Let's be in relationship together. So take good, gentle, compassionate, loving care of yourself and let's be in touch. Onward and upward. Bye for now.